to The Fulfilled Accountant, the podcast that teaches you how to actually enjoy your work as an accounting or finance professional and have a life. Learn the tools to live with less stress and feel fulfilled, happy, and valuable while also creating the success you desire in your career. If you're finished playing the game by outdated rules, you're in the right place. I'm your host, former accountant and multi-passionate entrepreneur turned life coach, Sarah Nemechek. As an accounting or finance professional, emotions are probably not high on your list of things that you want to talk about or deal with at work. In fact, if you're like me when I was an accountant, you believe emotions have no place at work and probably not that much at home either. You think talking about emotions means getting overly personal, uncomfortable, vulnerable, and focusing on things totally unrelated to work and getting things done. Honestly, I thought that emotions at work indicated weakness and were annoying, as in people who couldn't push their emotions down, suck it up, and do their work. What I've learned through my work in coaching is that the opposite is true. Understanding and managing your emotions is the key to your success, but perhaps not in the way that you're thinking about it currently. Last week, I shared the model that I use for all of my clients and my own life and work, the model to create any result you want but also the model to understand and manage your mind and your emotions. Today, I want to talk more specifically about the emotional piece of that model and how it can make your work and life so much less stressful and more enjoyable and lead to greater profits with less work hours. Consider this, when emotions are high, intelligence is low. To be clear, when emotions are running unchecked, you're super frustrated, angry, or even elated or excited, Your logical brain is not working at its best. You actually have severely limited access to your rational brain when your emotions are running high or out of control. Your decisions are clouded, delayed, rushed, and certainly illogical. These emotions don't have to be obvious or conscious to you. Sometimes it looks like you sitting there stewing and ruminating on an issue for hours and ignoring what's important at the moment, or maybe not getting sleep. It could also look like lashing out and making decisions or taking actions that you regret soon afterward. And it can look like procrastinating important tasks and meetings for way longer than logical because you're having an unchecked, unconscious emotional response to them. So if you want to get things done, reduce emotional dread and drama at work, and maybe even make more money, you need to learn to understand and regulate your emotions first. Remember, that doesn't mean we need to get all touchy-feely here, and we don't need to abandon logic, strategy, or analysis. Really what it means is it's time to learn about where your emotions come from, why they impact your work, and how you can control them. You want to use emotions instead of ignoring them, pushing them away, or using willpower to resist them. We're talking brain science and psychology, which is all a very logical, analytical approach to emotions. So hopefully this resonates with you. Understanding and managing your emotions is critical to your experience, effectiveness, productivity, and fulfillment at work in accounting and finance because your emotions drive everything that you do. Emotions drive your decisions. You might think it's logic or wish that it was logic, but in the end, most decisions are emotional. That means your clients are also making emotional decisions about things like engaging you, hiring you, continuing to work with you, sending you things on time. They make emotional decisions about their money and their business. It means you're making emotional decisions when managing your team, when you're working long hours, when you're managing your workload, and so many other things that come up every single day. 
The problem is that most of us don't know which emotions are driving us, and generally we don't even care or give it a thought. We discount that emotions are critical in creating our results. We think the only time emotions come into play is when someone, say, loses their temper, melts down, cries, or some other very dramatic event happens at work. But actually, emotions are happening and driving everything all day at work. Some of these emotions are things like stress, uncertainty, doubt, fear, anxiety, dread, feeling unappreciated, guilt, defensiveness, and insecurity. Probably emotions that you don't think about as emotional emotions, but they are so important to recognize. When you take the time to acknowledge and understand these emotions in yourself, your peers, your team, and your clients, your work becomes much easier and more enjoyable, more fulfilling, and more interesting. One of my clients actually said that one of her favorite results from our coaching was being less emotional at work. And she meant this as, I'm less emotional in a negative way, like she's not reacting and responding in ways that feel out of control to her. She's actually understanding her emotions and making decisions in a completely different way. So if you haven't had a chance to experience coaching, I hope today's episode will help you see what's possible and how it can work for you. Before our coaching, my client was often paralyzed and overwhelmed by her doubts, fears, discomfort, and uncertainty about so many situations at work. She was very effective in a lot of ways, but there were certain things that she just found super challenging and didn't want to work through. Of course, that's not how she would have described it at the time. What she described instead were difficult employees who were not performing to expectations and not responding to feedback, clients who were always late, overly demanding, and annoying to deal with, team members who were non-responsive, procrastinating, and ignored her insights and requests. And of course, not enough time to get everything done and certainly not enough time to even show up for coaching sessions. When we talked about each of these circumstances in greater detail, we broke down exactly what the problem with each one really was for her specifically and why they were problems. The problems were that she didn't like the results that existed, the current circumstances. But even deeper than that, she had a lot of thoughts about how people should behave, what should be done in each situation specifically, how things should be. And her specific thoughts about the people not behaving how they should or things going the way they should created feelings for her. Feelings like frustration, disgust, irritation, offended, nervous, confused. When we could identify these thoughts and feelings in this much more specific way, it was then very easy to see exactly how she herself behaved, acted, reacted, or didn't act. Breaking it down to this level of detail using the self-coaching model made it much more clear why she was getting the results that she kept getting, which then made it easier for her to clearly state what she wanted to create instead and then work on managing her mind, aka her thinking, and hence her emotions, so she could take the actions that would lead to the results that she preferred to have. This work helped her recognize where she had control at work and where she did not. That gave her the ability to change what she could and then choose what she wanted to make the other things mean. She removed so much uncertainty from her work experience, and she didn't have to force herself into positive thinking or using willpower to get through the day. She didn't have to brainwash herself with things that didn't feel right to her, or even yell at people and force her wishes upon them. All she actually had to do was recognize how she was feeling and what thought was creating that feeling. Then she could question the thought, analyze it, try other possibilities, and test what other emotions might be available to her. Her actions started to be driven by feelings like curiosity, confidence, determination, resilience, and certainty. 
she completely turned around her team, which happened to include some hiring and firing decisions that probably were long overdue. She increased her own productivity without working any additional hours. She helped increase her firm's revenue significantly, and she even got herself a hefty raise. Now, here's what most of us do as we go through our day when we aren't aware of our thoughts and feelings, and we don't take the time to do some of this simple but perhaps uncomfortable work. We go through the day blaming other people, other things, and circumstances for everything that happens or exists in our lives. We are victims of our circumstances. We become passive, complacent, and we lose the joy in the work that at one point used to be more interesting, fun, or fulfilling. I guarantee you did not enter the field of accounting and finance because you thought it would be soul-sucking, boring, stressful, and thankless. But you get into a pattern of thinking the same thing over and over because you're receiving the same message from people who started before you, and then you incorporate that into your own way of thinking. And when you do it over and over, it starts to just feel like the truth. You don't even think to challenge things anymore. You believe things like, that's just the way it works in accounting. That's just how it is in the financial world. We are at the mercy of our clients. We can't charge more for that service. No one would pay for it. Or how would I provide that much value? It's impossible to find better employees or even employees at all right now. So when you're thinking these thoughts, you feel probably stressed, overwhelmed, uncertain, guilty, unworthy, unvaluable, resentful, and even defensive about your work, your fees, your methods, and your intelligence. None of those are very useful or productive, and they certainly aren't making you enjoy your work. So let's dive into one of these feelings. The feeling of defensiveness is actually one of the more interesting ones for accounting and finance books, because you probably don't even realize that you feel that way or that you behave in response to that. So many of my clients don't realize that they are feeling defensive or that they're acting in a defensive way or that a way, like a way that reflects that defensiveness. And feeling defensive in itself isn't a problem. But when you slow yourself down and you notice it, consider what it means for you, your work, and the people you're interacting with, that's when you start to notice the defensiveness being a problem. Generally, if you notice yourself defending something about you or your work or whatever, it's probably because you feel threatened or unsafe in some way. When you act in a defensive manner, other people notice it and likely respond in kind, which tends to shut down connection and collaboration when you are probably looking to create them. And your defensive actions generally are not productive because they distract you from the real problem or situation at hand. You get derailed. You derail those around you. You end up overworking, overthinking, second-guessing, and so many other unproductive, uncomfortable results. All because you had a thought that someone was threatening or doubting your expertise, intelligence, dedication, or hard work. These are real problems that accounting and finance people deal with every day. I know. I live with one, and I was one for years. You want to be right. You love the feeling of recognition, validation, or praise when you are right and someone acknowledges it. You also feel the pressure. People expect you to have the answer all the time because you are some kind of financial expert and you pride yourself on that. And then you get to the point where you will do almost anything to avoid being seen as wrong because then you would feel stupid, incompetent, unworthy, less valuable, or some sort of fraud. And sometimes it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong to do this and avoid those feelings. It's more like you might avoid taking risks or raising your hand or speaking up because what if you are wrong? 
Unfortunately, that approach leads you to working more hours, not actually serving your clients at your best, and definitely not building your business to the level that's actually possible. And speaking of working more hours and feeling stressed and overwhelmed in general, how normal do those three things sound when you think of the accounting and finance professions? It's often expected or normal, right? Your industries are filled with high client demands, tight deadlines, long hours, and stress. I mean, that's just how you make money there, right? That mindset is a big part of why I actually left accounting. I just accepted that that was a circumstance of accounting and I didn't want it. Now I know that is actually just what many firms and companies have created through socialization, doing the same as always and never challenging themselves to question the industry norms or firm culture or traditions. That's what I'm here to help you do. Shake things up at your firm, in your department, at your practice. Get out of your comfort zone. Get into the mindset of the future you want to create the professional or firm you want to be or have, the person you want to be in your life. Imagine what it would feel like to enjoy your work again, to work fewer hours, make more money, know your clients were thrilled to work with you and that you were thrilled to work with them too. Then think about what the person or firm that has those results would believe. What guiding principles, statements, beliefs, values, priorities, etc., would they hold and actually follow? This is how you do the work of getting out of high emotions, away from low intelligence, and putting the control back in your hands by using emotions in a useful way at work. I hope you enjoyed this very different take on emotions at work today. If you're like I was, as I first learned about emotions in this way, and want to know even more about this emotional stuff, check out episodes 16 and 28 of the podcast. I know the concept of having and using emotions took me quite a while to really embrace being so linear and analytical for so long, so they might help you out. And if you want to learn how to understand, manage, and use your emotions to be more effective at work, enjoy yourself, and work less while getting more done and making more money, hire me as your coach. You can find a link to book a consult with me in the show notes or on my website, sarahnemacek.com. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Sign up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemacek.com.